0: Okay, shut up. Everyone shut up. Midweek Maction starts this week. Nothing else matters. Nothing else is important. I cannot wait to watch Ball State versus Akron at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday night. Welcome back, everybody, to the Center of College Football. I am your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska. And, um, yeah, I hate everything. My picks were really bad this week. Um kind of inverse of last week or you know the rest of the season last week the rest of the season whatever um my my big game picks weren't horrible six and four um overall it was 33 and 20 um really bad so i mean this was a pretty chaotic week there were a lot of upsets so just let's go ahead and jump right into it first was michigan at michigan state okay first of all these two teams are the clear-cut best two teams in the Big Ten there's in my opinion not a question I'm not sold on Ohio State at all um, but Kenneth Walker frankly solidified himself to me as the Heisman favorite I mean dude had five touchdowns on 23 attempts that means a little over 20% of the time he got the ball he scored um, and I mean, this kid's this kid's a beast. And, you know, Jalen Reed and Jalen Naylor tacked on an extra 155 yards in the air for that. <clears throat> Peyton, and that's the thing, Peyton Thorne didn't even play great. He threw two picks. But, I mean, and Cade McNamara, frankly, outplayed him. 383, two touchdowns. Like, Michigan didn't play bad. Yes, they choked away a lead, but there were, I'm going to admit there were some controversial calls, but I think Michigan State was going to win this game either way. In my opinion... um I kind of before was like I don't think that anyone's coming out of the Big 10 East with less than two losses. I've changed that um after watching the Ohio State Penn State game, I could see Michigan State going 12 and 0 and I could see Michigan going 11 and 1. I'm not sure that either of these teams are going to lose a game the rest of the year. Granted, now that I've said that Michigan State's going to finish 8 and 4 and Michigan's going to finish 7 and 5. It's how it works. I just jinx everything. As I talked about, you know, on my Instagram, I made a post of you know, four Dark Horse Heisman contenders. They have gone five and five since then and are all out of contention. This is great. Next up, uh, Texas at Baylor. Texas was up 21-10. to And then they did a Texas, and they blew a double-digit lead because they are Texas. Yeah... Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, Texas is kind of falling apart right now. They start out 4-1 and one and have blown three consecutive double-digit leads. They have their easiest game next week since TCU, but it's also Iowa State who's better than them in my opinion. But Baylor's looking, honestly, like a dark horse playoff contender. I mean, if they can get past Oklahoma, which they're at home, and I think they're better than Oklahoma, they could... Sneak their way into the playoff. They're sitting at fourteen right now. They're making some noise. Um, I this Baylor team's good, and I I really do think that we need to keep an eye out on them, uh, which is surprising because, frankly, I mean, I don't know what it is because you know Dave Aranda's a solid coach. He's not amazing. Their players are fine. They don't have any. Gary Bohanna's okay. I mean, they don't have any you know players that stick out to me. But they they just keep winning. I mean. So shout out the Baylor Bears. <laughs> Next up, Iowa at Wisconsin. Um I expected to have Wisconsin win a close game. Um but one that was, you know, not as close as the score indicated. Um Wisconsin would kinda of control the game, you know, Iowa would be in it the entire time. Um that was not what happened at all. It was twenty to nothing at the half. Um Wisconsin completely dismantled Iowa. Absolutely just murdered, just murdered Iowa. Um, yeah, they had 24 yards on the ground. Iowa did, and Wisconsin at 166 because they can. I'm excited because I really do. Th- I think, first of all, I think Minnesota is a team that people aren't talking about enough. Um, yes, they had that early season loss to Bowling Green, but they haven't lost since. The the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe could be the Big Ten West Championship at this point. Wisconsin has two conference losses, but both of them are in the other division, so they control their own destiny after beating Iowa. Um, Minnesota just has the one conference loss, so they're in first place. That's going to be a great game, and I frankly cannot wait to see it. <laughs> Georgia versus Florida. It was three nothing. Florida or Georgia um, with. Two and a half minutes left to go in the half. They went into halftime, up 24-0. Nobody's stopping Georgia. Absolutely nobody. And first of all, I apologize for getting this wrong. Figuring out the math of teams being able to get the conference championship is tough. Um, So I'm going to get it wrong sometimes, and I apologize. But Georgia clinched the SEC East with this win, and I don't know how I missed that. But they're, I believe, yeah, they're the first team to clinch a conference championship spot. I mean, they could lose out and they'd still go to the SEC championship, but that's the thing is they're not going to. I know Georgia has a knack for blowing leads, you know, blowing big games, but, I mean, they are playing lights-out football. They've allowed 53 points this year. And, no, sorry, 54. 53? 54. 53. Math is hard. 53 points this year. And, I mean, even one of those touchdowns was technically – it was a pick six, so, like, it wasn't even the defense's fault. I mean, this defense is amazing. And, you know, okay, people are sitting here saying, you can't and Bennett your way to a national championship. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Bennett's, I mean, Bennett's not this Heisman contender quarterback, but he's not bad. Like, he's hes a mediocre quarterback. He's okay. But with a defense like that, with a running back room you have, that's Okay. I mean, it's annoying because like, okay, you say you can't, you know, you have a mediocre quarterback, you know, who, you know, you can't get a national championship with, with that kind of quarterback. I want you to tell me who the quarterback was for Alabama's 2009, 11, 12, and 15 national titles. Can you tell me? Please, please tell me. No, you don't remember. But you remember Mark Ingram. You remember Derrick Henry. You remember that Alabama defense. That's okay. That happens. But when Georgia does it, it's just not the same. You can't mediocre quarterback your way to a national championship. You can't do that, right? Right. hmm Yeah, that holds up. Georgia's winning everything by a lot next Auburn at Ole Miss um look Auburn's the real deal okay Auburn's winning the SEC West I'm booking it now I'm not sold on Bama as a Bama fan I'm not sold on Bama and there's two schools of thought for this game okay first of all yes Corral got injured I think this would have been a lot closer I think Ole Miss may have won but it also you know Lane Kiffin called going for it on fourth down three times in the red zone you can't do that you kick the field goals and then that's, you know, 29-31, and you have a chance for a game-winning field goal somewhere down the stretch instead of having to score touchdowns. And, I mean, yes, Corral's injury, I think, hurt them. I really do think they could have won this game. But Auburn, I mean, Auburn just keeps winning. And they got a huge game this upcoming weekend against Texas A&M, but especially being at Auburn this year for the Bama game, I think that this Auburn team wins out. I mean, honestly, I don't see anyone stopping them. They're a great team. I hate to admit it, but they're a great team. And if they beat Texas A&M, they can afford a weird fluke loss to Mississippi State because I really do think that could happen. And I believe still make, yeah, they could still make the SEC championship if they beat Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and Bama. I mean, it's in their hands. The ball is in their court. SMU at Houston. Okay, SMU, all you had to do was not screw up for 30 seconds. 30 seconds. And Marcus Jones runs it 100 yards back. I mean, this look, this is the game that I think everyone expected. Tanner Mordecai, 305, three touchdowns, one interception. Clayton Toon, 412, four touchdowns. I mean, this is just, it was a shootout that everyone expected. And. I don't think people are realizing Houston is now the number one seed in the American. Not Cincy. Because Houston, granted, it's because Houston has more conference games under their belt. But, like, this is a real deal team. And that's the reason I moved them from 29 to 16 in my polls. Because this is the win they needed to prove themselves as a very good team. And, I mean, the rest of their schedule is pretty smooth sailing. Their hardest game is against Memphis, and that's at home. I mean... They've gotten past the bulk of their schedule. Next one up was Ohio State, Penn State, and this this went exactly as I expected. I I've been kind of irritated at the whole narrative of Ohio State's this great team. They've blown out their last four opponents. Their last four opponents are before this game. I have yet to do the math again. It combined nine and eighteen. I think. Let me think. Cause Rutgers, Rutgers won. Okay, so now they're a combined eleven and nineteen. I think it is which is a little better, but not that good still, and they play Penn State, who's, I mean, they're not great, but they're good enough, and they struggle, I mean, Penn State went round for round with Ohio State, couple bad calls, you know, on Penn State's side, not like, you know, penalties, but just some coaching mistakes and stuff, it happens, they didn't win by all that much, I mean, you gotta remember, Ohio State was an 18.5 point favorite, and... Clifford threw for more than Stroud did. Granted they had they had Henderson for Ohio State, but just I'm not convinced that Ohio State is all that phenomenal and the rest of their schedule isn't easy. I mean, Nebraska's probably a win, but they have Michigan State and Michigan back-to-back. It's at the big house. Plus, they have Purdue the week before that, and Purdue has kind of been known to just beat really good opponents, Ohio State being one of them. So, I'm not sold on this whole narrative that Ohio State's this great team yet. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't even think they're going to make the Big Ten championship. And everyone's talking about potential national champion. No, it's not going to happen. Utah, UCLA. Um... Yeah, I was wrong. Um, I just, Pac-12 is weird. Granted, I did not realize that DTR was out for this game. If I had known that, I probably would have picked Utah. But, you know, my pick is my pick. I was wrong. But, I mean, Utah slaughtered UCLA. I mean, this is a good team. I mean, they're they're 4-1 since that kind of rocky start. The rest of their schedule is really favorable. Stanford's kind of falling apart. Arizona is Arizona. Oregon's going to be a good game, um, but they have that home. I think that's a very winnable game. Colorado's probably a layup win. I mean, they have a singular conference loss right now, and I think if you look at the Pac-12 South standings, I mean, it's they have some a chance to do some damage real quick. I mean, Colorado and Arizona are pretty much out. Um, USC is 3 and 3, UCLA is 3 and 3, Arizona State is 3 and 2, Utah's 4 and 1, and Utah's already beaten all the good teams in the Pac-12 South. They're 3 and 0 since um against the next 3 teams up. I mean, Utah's making some noise and so yeah, Utah's probably going to win the division. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> BYU Virginia, uh this game was 42-38 with 800 yards of offense at halftime, and yes, Virginia lost by 17, but it really didn't feel like it. If Brennan Armstrong didn't get injured, he probably would have, you know, led this team to a closer closer loss, maybe a win. I mean, he got injured partway through the um, third quarter, I think it was, and BYU scored 21 unanswered in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, both these teams are very solid. I mean, think Virginia is still a contender, especially with Pitt's loss. Um, they're still a contender in the Coastal Division, very much so. And BY's just, I mean, just steamrolling. And both quarterbacks played great. Brendan Armstrong, 327, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, Jalen Hall, 349, three touchdowns. Out uh, Tyler Algier rushed for five touchdowns and 266 on the ground. I mean... And, you know, tack on two rushing touchdowns and almost 100 yards for Brandon Armstrong. These two teams are both very, very good. And I'm excited to see where the rest of the season goes for them. Last was Fresno State at San Diego State. Fresno State is arguably... Actually, it's really not up for debate. They're the best team in the Mountain West-West and potentially the Mountain West overall. Since that loss to Hawaii, they've really bounced back. Um, and they, they controlled this game against... San Diego State they took their foot off the gas a little bit going into halftime but I mean this was their game Jake Hainer threw for 305 and they had another 179 on the ground and I mean San Diego State played fine like they're still 7-1 they're still a very good team and it's a bummer they're in the other division or in the same division as Fresno State if they were in the other division this probably would be the Mountain West Championship because the Mountain West Mountain isn't all that strong, I mean Air Force is good, Utah State is good. Utah State I think is probably gonna be the one that comes out of there. Colorado State's weird. I don't know what to make of them yet, even though we're nine weeks into the season. I just don't know what to make about them. Boise State is mediocre um New Mexico's bad, Wyoming is bad, but I mean, I think Fresno State's gonna have a chance to run the table they have a but they that's the thing is they gotta be careful they have Boise State this week. Or I'm sorry, not this No, yeah, this is this week. Um they just can't slip up. So, um again, overall 33 and 20 on my predictions, about 62%. I think this is my worst of the season, kinda bums me out. Because last time I had a very bad week. Um I bounced back very quickly. Um, you know, after going 36 and 25, I proceeded to go 38 and 13, which was a lot better. So we'll see what next week brings. As far as playoff-limited teams go, we have six. First off, we'll go ahead and jump into the SEC. Came into this week with four teams looking for a spot and walk out with two. Uh, As I talked about, Ole Miss um, lost to Auburn, and Kentucky got their heads ripped off by Mississippi State because that makes sense. Uh, They got two teams left. Georgia's still undefeated. Alabama has the one L to Texas A&M. ACC had two teams left as I revived pit and then they immediately lost again to Miami that's their second loss they're gone Wake Forest is the only team left sitting at 8-0 Big 12 came to this week with three teams left and walk out with three teams left um Oklahoma State took care of business against Kansas winning 55-3 to Oklahoma beat the ever-living daylights out of Oklahoma or er, out of um, Texas Tech because they can and Baylor we already talked about what they did to Texas the AAC came out this week with two teams left, and walk out with just the one, as we talked about SMU, embarrassed themselves and lost on a hundred-yard kickoff return. Independents are gone, or I'm sorry, independents have one team left as they revived Notre Dame, and Notre Dame just keeps winning. They're seven and one. Their only losses are the number one or the number two team in the country. They're a good team. Um, Sunbelt is completely gone. As we talked about conference USA has the one team left with UTSA as they had a bye week and moved up seven spots. Thank you for giving them respect. Big 10 came out this week with four teams left and walk out with three as Iowa got curb stomped by Wisconsin. Michigan has the one L to Michigan state. Ohio state has the one L to Oregon and Michigan state is undefeated. Pac 12 came out this week with one team left and Oregon beat down on Colorado pretty heavily and Still just have the one loss to Stanford who keeps getting worse. Mountain West came in this week with one team left and is completely gone as San Diego State was their last undefeated team and they are gone. We have 16 teams left vying for a spot, so gives each team about a 25% chance to make the playoff, but we'll see what happens. Now we are getting deeper and deeper into conference championship games. Um... So we'll go ahead and jump into who all gets eliminated from their conference championship at this point. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. I'm not going to go super deep into how each team got eliminated just because that'll take forever and no one wants to hear that. SEC getting is inter- getting very interesting because in the east you have Georgia that's already <coughs> clinched a spot and in the west you have every team that's still hypothetically alive and could make the SEC championship. So that's going to get very interesting very quickly. (coughs) The ACC took a big hit, uh, especially in the Atlantic Division, Florida State, Louisville, Boston College, and Syracuse all got knocked out as the first three of those all took losses. And Syracuse has a loss to Wake Forest, and Wake Forest won. So it's down to Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson. In the Coastal Division, uh, Georgia Tech and Duke are officially gone, leaving Virginia, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Miami, North Carolina. (coughs) The Big Twelve, one team got knocked out, being Kansas, as they got blown to bits by Oklahoma State. The AAC, first two teams that got knocked were Navy and Tulane. Um, Navy won, but having losses to Cincinnati and (coughs) Houston. Sorry, um, knocked them out, and Tulane lost to Cincinnati. Louisiana took a huge knock to their conference this week with. Their win, they knock out South Alabama, Texas State, and Arkansas State, leaving just them and in-state rival Louisiana Monroe. Sunbelt East still has every single team. Then in the Conference USA, two teams got knocked, one from each division. The Conference USA West, uh, Southern Miss lost, so they're gone, and FIU is also out. Big Ten East, Rutgers, and Indiana are both gone, leaving just Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, and somehow Maryland. In the West, in Nebraska fashion, they are the first team to get knocked from a chance in the conference championship. Pac-12 is a little dicey. If I got everything right, I think every team technically could still make it. Obviously, there's some teams that definitely aren't, but from a hypothetical standpoint, they could all still make it. Mountain West had one team that got knocked out, being UNLV, as they have not won a game this year. And the Mac, everyone's still alive. <clears throat> so, moving on to next week's games. Games were kind of slim this week, um, but there are a couple games that I think are very intriguing. As I talked about, um, Midweek Maction starts this week, and the first game I want to talk about is actually a Wednesday night game, um, with it being Kent State versus NIU. This is a rather intriguing game for me and I think a great way to start the week off. You got two really good stories here. On one hand, you got NIU. NIU didn't win a single game in 2020. Came out the gate, beat Georgia Tech on the road. Lost their next two to Wyoming and Michigan, but rattled off five straight wins and is sitting at 6-2. and two. Kent State, on the other hand, is a team that I think is way better than the record shows. They're 4-4, four and four, but three of their losses come to power five opponents, two of which were top, ranked in the top six at the time. And Western Michigan, who is a very very solid MAC team. This is NIU's first real MAC challenge, um, and look, I don't. I think Kent State is one of the few teams that I haven't guessed a game wrong for this season, and their season's going exactly as I projected it. Granted, this NIU team I thought would be sitting at two and six at this point in the season. I mean, they're a lot better than I expected them to be. This is a very intriguing game, a great Wednesday night game, but I'm going to roll with the golden flashes here. I think Dustin Crum's a great quarterback. I think being at home will be huge for them, and they hand NIU their first conference loss. Next is a surprisingly early 10.30 a.m. kickoff for Army at Air Force. First of all, this is very intriguing because if Air Force wins, they win, um, they win the 3 ray rivalry three-way rivalry trophy between them and Army and Navy, as they've already beaten Navy. This is a game that I went back and forth on. Um, Army seems a little worse, but they're a lot more battle-tested. Air Force has been playing amazing football. I went back and forth, but I'm a lean with Air Force just because, yes, they were tough opponents, but Army's rattled off three straight L's. I think there's something to be said about that it's at air force which i think is huge it's a big rivalry game air force was pretty bad last year um army kind of just murdered everyone and i think air force is ready to get some revenge here so give me the falcons here <clears throat> this one's more intriguing because of the storyline i think liberty Ole Miss. for for those of you who don't know about five years ago Ole Miss went through a big Recruiting scandal, kind of used um, head coach Hugh Freeze as a scapegoat. Whether he's fully to blame or not, I'm not here to give my piece on. It's irrelevant. But he then got hired at Liberty, pulled Liberty out of the mud, took them to a I think it was 10-1 season last year. Doing okay this year. They're sitting at 7-2, not as good. But they go on the road to play Ole Miss. Now, preseason, I had Ole Miss being undefeated at this point. And getting upset by Liberty. I also had Liberty undefeated at this point. They've both taken two L's, which is surprising. But Liberty's two L's are by a combined six points. And I'm still going to roll with the upset here. Liberty is a nine and a half point underdog. But Malik Willis, I think, is ready to really throw himself back into the quarterback conversation. This is one of the best quarterback battles of all year. And I'm going to roll with Liberty on the upset here. Next is Penn State at Maryland. This game, it, it feels the same as last year. Um, Maryland's a pretty heavy underdog, but Penn State's rattled off three straight losses, and this is a game I think could go either way. I think Maryland's trying to get kind of back into prominence. They got a hard stretch coming up. They got Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, back to back to back, and if they, and then they have Rutgers after that, who isn't horrible? I mean, if they want to get to a bowl game. They're five and three right now. This is a huge game; they got to win. I'm gonna roll with Penn State here, just because I think their schedule's been hard. But don't be surprised if Maryland upset them, upsets them, because it's in Maryland, and this has a very upsetty feel to it. So keep your eyes peeled. Next up, Oklahoma State at West Virginia. West Virginia is only a three point underdog to the 11th ranked team in the nation. And I think there's a reason for that. Ever since the Baylor blowout I really think that they've gotten things fixed they had a bye week after that and then they proceeded to go on the road and beat the ever-living daylights out of TCU one against 22nd ranked Iowa State last weekend not even Oklahoma State can say that and despite being seven and one there's still a bit of a pretender feel in my opinion to Oklahoma State um just something about them just feels off and I think being in West Virginia the way that West Virginia's played the last two games, I think they pull off another upset against one of the best teams in the Big 12. After that, you got Auburn at Texas AM, which, okay, side note, this should be college game day. Why it's going to Tulsa at Cincinnati, I don't really know. It's being cast on ESPN2 and it's game day? Really? I mean, you could have gone to Notre Dame, Cincinnati. You could have gone to SMU, Cincinnati, if you really want You could have gone to Indiana, Cincinnati, and it would have made more sense. But Tulsa-Cincinnati, a 2.30 kickoff on ESPN2, really? Nobody wants that. This should have been college game day. 12th-ranked Auburn, 13th-ranked Texas A&M, both sitting at 6-2. Auburn losses to Penn State and Georgia. Texas A&M losses to Mississippi State and Arkansas. This is a back-and-forth game for me. I think you can make solid arguments for either team, but... Despite being a slight favorite, I'm going to roll with Auburn here. Um, Auburn has just impressed me, greatly impressed me um, the last few weeks. I mean, they've won four of their last five. And (laughs) granted, the Georgia State game was kind of a struggle, but they beat LSU, who I'm verdict still out on them, in my opinion. Um, They lost to Georgia, but it's Georgia. Beat Arkansas handedly beat Ole Miss handedly and I think they go into College Station and get a win here and put the world on notice I mean Bo Nix has had a very good last two games we will retire the name Bo Picks for now but yeah I mean shout out Auburn they're playing good football and I think they get a small upset here over Texas A&M next up is another very 50-50 game for me it's Mississippi State and Arkansas okay Mississippi State is doing very, very well this year, but they're kind of inconsistent, the last few games have been very good for them, you know, beat Texas A&M, beat Kentucky, but this is also the team that lost to Memphis, and LSU, and barely beat Louisiana Tech, they've had some woes, Arkansas on the other hand is very hungry, I think, for a win, they started out 4-0, and then proceeded to go 0-3 after that, which really I don't blame them too much for, as they've played really good teams, and they fought, they got blown to bits by Georgia, but it's Georgia. They lost a one-point game to Ole Miss, and they lost by 15 to Auburn, who is probably going to be the SEC West champion. That's just me. Blew at Arkansas, Pine Bluff, had a bye week before this, and that's part of the reason I really think that Arkansas is going to win this game. They've pretty much had a double bye week to prep for this, okay? Because they had Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and then a bye week. It's at home. Mississippi State's a good team. Um, this is going to be a very yin-yang type, yin-yang, Ying, yin, yin-yang type game that took way too many tries to get, but Mississippi State's very pass, Arkansas is very run, I mean, it, they're very, very different teams, but I'm excited to see what they do, um, I mean, you know, Mississippi State's 8th in the nation in passing yards, Arkansas's 19th, and these stats I have, just because, okay, some background, I use CBS Sports for a lot of my stats, so this includes FCS, I just want to get that out of the way, but it's still very high up, so good for them, Um, I expect Arkansas to kind of start getting back on track here, as the rest of their schedule, they have a lot of winnable games. Then you got Texas at Iowa State. Honestly, this game's really more on here because it's a name brand game. Um I don't see Texas winning this game in any way, shape, or form. It's it's sad because Bijan and Casey, I think, have both played very great this year. But I mean, you you blow three consecutive double digit leads, it's gonna get tough to win. It's in Ames, Iowa. Iowa State's probably gonna be pissed off after that West Virginia loss. And trying to stay in the Big 12 championship conversation, they gotta win this game. So it's really a no-brainer for me. I gotta go with Iowa State. Next is Oregon at Washington. Washington has improved greatly, in my opinion, since that Montana loss. Um, they've won their last two games. There were a bit of struggle ones, but they're wins nonetheless. I mean, if if they win every one score game this year, they're seven and one, with their only loss being to Michigan and Oregon I'm not sold on yet. They've had some struggle wins themselves. It's at Washington. This is a game that really was 50-50 for me, but I think Oregon is just much more polished. Really, I think the 6.5-point spread is pretty accurate. I think Oregon wins this game by a touchdown. It's not that impressive of a win, Um, but, I mean, Oregon's got some hard games coming up. I mean, Washington State, frankly, could win the Pac-12 North. I'm going to be honest, with that win over Arizona State, that's huge. Utah on the road, and then their rival, Oregon State. They have to win this game if they want to keep themselves in contention for the playoffs. Last, a 9.15 p.m. kickoff, UTSA at UTEP. These two teams are a combined 14-2. UTEP lost a close game to FAU, but this is where they really get to show the world if they're a real deal or not. But UTSA is just, I mean, amazing this year. They moved up to 16. I'm glad they're getting some respect. Granted, the AP poll doesn't matter as much as the playoff rankings come out tomorrow. And just, I mean, the the way that this team has been playing, I think UTSA really puts the world on notice and gets the biggest win of their season. And just, I mean, this team could easily go 12-0. So yeah, watch out for UTSA. So as far as playoff eliminator games, there are none, but there are quite a few in the way of conference eliminators, So we'll go ahead and jump into that. Nothing could happen this week from my calculations for the ACC. So we'll go ahead and move on to the American Athletic. Strangely enough, if Memphis loses, it's it's Memphis loses and they're done deal. I mean, they're one and three in conference play. So yeah, if they lose this weekend, they're they're out, which is it's tough for them especially cuz they play SMU. So, yeah. Temple loses and UCF wins, Temple's gone. If South Florida loses and SMU wins, South Florida's gone. If Tulsa loses, they're gone. If UCF loses to um Tulane and Cincinnati wins, UCF's gone. I mean, there's th- this conference could implode. It's really down to Houston, Cincinnati, and SMU. And it's probably going to be Houston and Cincinnati as Houston dodges Cincy this year and SMU doesn't get that, you know, privilege. Moving on to the Big 12, um, if TCU loses, they're gone, which is going to be really hard for them to win, especially because Gary Patterson's left. Um, If West Virginia loses, they're gone. If Texas loses and either Baylor loses or Oklahoma State, or I'm sorry, Baylor wins and Oklahoma State wins, Texas is gone. And if Kansas State loses and Oklahoma State wins, they're gone. Moving over to the Big Ten, if Penn State loses this weekend to Maryland or Ohio State wins, which they will because it's Nebraska, Penn State will be gone. And if Maryland loses or Ohio State wins, Maryland will be gone. And in the Western side of things, if Northwestern loses or Minnesota wins, Northwestern's gone. And if Illinois loses, period, to Minnesota, Illinois is done. Then moving over to the Conference USA, despite a good win over Law Tech this week, if Old Dominion loses, they're going to be gone. And if North Texas loses and UTSA wins, North Texas is gone. Or if North Texas loses and UAB wins, North Texas is gone. And as the team I just brought up, if Louisiana Tech loses, Louisiana Tech is gone. And if Rice loses, despite a crazy upset against UAB, and UTSA wins, Rice will be gone. UTSA could create a lot of damage here and pretty easily get close to clinch in that division. Moving over to the MAC, NIU could do a lot of damage. So if NIU wins and Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, or Toledo lose, pending that NIU wins, they'll be gone. And then Bowling Green has a bye this week, but if Kent State wins... um, they'll knock out BGSU, which is huge, and then if Ohio loses, they're out, and then if Miami of Ohio wins and Akron loses, Akron will be gone. Moving over to the Mountain West, um, if Wyoming loses, they're done. What happened to Wyoming? I mean, Wyoming started the season very strong. They were 4-0 undefeated in non-conference play, looked like they were have this great season, and then have lost four straight, I mean, to teams like New Mexico to San Jose State. I mean, this is not a great looking team, and it's not going to get much easier from here on out. So yeah, if Wyoming loses, they're gone. If Hawaii loses, they're gone. It's so weird because they have one win, but it's over the best team probably in the Mountain West against Fresno State. Moving over to the Pac-12, if Colorado loses to this weekend and Utah wins, Colorado's done. Uh I'm kind of bummed. I mean, look, I don't like Colorado like at all, but I was expecting them to have a kind of cool Cinderella year, and that's just not how it's going for them. So kind of a bummer. Um, If Stanford loses and Oregon wins, Stanford will be gone. If Arizona loses or USC wins, Arizona's done. If USC loses and Utah wins, um, USC's done. Yeah, Utah could do a lot of damage here. And then if Stanford loses or Washington State wins, Stanford's done. So, I mean, yeah, pretty much Stanford's got to win and just pray. I'm sorry, Washington State does not play this weekend, so scratch that. Just if Stanford loses, they're out. So, got that piece wrong. Apologies. And then if Cal loses, they're done, but they're not going to lose. It's Arizona. Moving over to the SEC, we have their first real deals for the SEC West. So, if Arkansas loses this weekend at Mississippi State and Alabama beats LSU, Arkansas is gone. If LSU loses to Bama, they're done. And if Mississippi State loses and Bama wins, um, Mississippi State's gone. So pretty much if Bama wins, LSU's done. And the loser of Arkansas, Mississippi State is done. Finally, in the Sun Belt, if ULM loses or ULL wins, ULM is out and ULL will clinch the division. And an App State W and a Georgia Southern loss will knock out Georgia Southern. So those are the conference eliminators for this week. Next, I want to go over some of the upset alerts for this week. Um, also, I want to get this out of the way. I brought this up before. The Tuesday night action games, I won't talk about in these episodes. I'd love to, but just with my schedule, I like to have these episodes out Wednesday morning. Um, and that obviously doesn't work with Tuesday night games. There's no point predicting games that will already have happened. So... This one's a Wednesday night game. Central Michigan at Western Michigan. Western Michigan is a 10-point favorite. They're clearly the better team, in my opinion, but it's these, these in-state rivalries between Central, Eastern, and Western, I feel like are always very intense and pretty chaotic. I mean, Central Michigan beat Toledo, and Western Michigan got blown to bits by Toledo. Uh, Western's a 10-point favorite. This could get interesting. Next is Tulsa at Cincinnati. Cincy is a 23-point favorite, but they've struggled the last couple weeks. I'm not going to lie, and it's worrying me because I'd really like to see Group of Five team get in the playoffs. But this game's getting a lot of noise, and kind of for all the wrong reasons. It's college game day, and everyone's like, why is this college game day? Tulsa's garbage. They should not be getting game day. But I think Tulsa fans are going to hear that noise and come out guns blazing. I think Tulsa covers. I think they play well. Um, but yeah, Cincy's definitely on upset alert here. Next is LSU at Alabama. Okay, <laughs> since getting fired from LSU, LSU has, or I'm sorry, Ed Orgeron has come out and murdered Florida. They have a bye week here, and I'm still not fully sold on Alabama. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they lost to Ole Miss, but, you know, it's Ole Miss. This is definitely an upset alert game for me 28 and a half points I think feels massive I think LSU is going to put up a solid fight and potentially pull this off lastly is Iowa at Northwestern Northwestern's horrible but Iowa's dropped the last two and in pretty embarrassing fashion they've lost the last two games a combined 51 to 14 that's not pretty and do I think Northwestern's gonna win this game no but it's in Evanston this could fare difficult for the Hawkeyes. So lastly, before I go, I want to go over my game day picks for week 11. Uh, third is Michigan at Penn State. I wish this game was bigger, but I don't think it's going to be. That's an, By the way, side note, that's another reason why Penn State's on upset alert, just saying that it's a, it's a trap game between Michigan and Ohio State, so just saying that. But, you know, it's always possible. If Texas A&M and Ole Miss both win this weekend, I think that could be the college game day game uh, going on Oxford. Could be a lot of fun. But I think the no-brainer pick is Oklahoma at Baylor. Pending Baylor doesn't get upset by TCU, this game will be 9-0 Oklahoma versus 8-1 and Baylor. This could be the fight for the top seed in the Big 12 and could be a preview of the Big 12 championship. These both two teams are great, and I think This is without a doubt the college game day pick. So those are my picks. Um, Hopefully they're better than last week's, but we'll see. So with that, I am your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording as always from the center of college football, Lincoln, Nebraska, signing out.